This is the Infinite Podcast with me, Ulf Tandefliti. And me, Einstein Rabbe. Together we make podcasts and share them with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In this episode, we have uh, Yannick Enes as our guest. This is actually from our live web show, The Wake Up Show. Uh, be sure to check that out. And the topic for uh, this episode is the journey. The journey. What is the journey of life? Can you trust the journey? Mm, I don't know. And should you have a goal? Yes. Or a... Intention. Intention. Enjoy. Welcome to the Wake Up Show. We're live here in Norway and it's uh, early morning. We are drinking our coffee here uh, and it's called the Wake Up Show. But as you probably know that this is not really about waking up with coffee in the morning. We are talking about waking up in a much broader way. And today's topic is the journey, the journey of life, whatever that means. It can be interpreted in so many different ways. And we have a special guest with us tonight and uh, some amazing things lined up for you. And I can promise from my heart that this is going to be life-changing for you. So stay tuned. Uh, this is The Wake Up Show. Daisy Diddly do good morning to you. This is the wake up show, and I guess by the looks of it, because you are here, you must be awake. Now, first off, we have a Patreon. You can support this show, make it even greater, make it the best show ever in the history of all mankind. Go for it. The journey, the journey, the journey, the journey. My friend, Rabbe, top of the morning to you. Hello. You feeling good? I'm feeling amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you look amazing. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, what I'm a nervous. wonderful day. This is, is. A, a new day. is sort of like a new journey, right? Yeah, every day is a new journey. And on this particular day, on this particular journey, we have a fellow traveler with us. Oh, yes. Good morning, Annika. Good morning, Ulf. And good morning, Eistan. Good morning. This is Janik Enes from Wisdom from the North. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. That's you. Yeah. It's I good to have you here. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely being here. Yes. How has your journey been so far this lovely day? Oh, this day, this morning. <laughs> Isolated <laughs> the incident. You know, I'm really vulnerable in the morning, like extremely <laughs> vulnerable. And it's very dark outside and I like that because then I can like, I don't know, just... Uh, be in that magic, uh, magical uh, state in a sense, like not totally go into the day, but kind of 
keep some of the night with me and mm. the dreams with me. Uh, and I always spend some time getting out of my dreams. I have a very vivid dream life. I love writing down my dreams. I remember a lot of my dreams. So I'm very connected to my dreams. Do you do so, like a journal? I used to do it. I have a lot of books with dreams. But, <laughs> but it got so so many books and then I it took so much time to write all these dreams because when you start to remember your dreams, you just remember more and more. <laughs> I could spend hours mm. writing down these dreams, so I kind of stopped for a while and then it yeah, disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> um, it yeah. is a uh, I my morning today was uh There's I had there's this coat that has been in my house for over a year and I don't know who it who's the owner of the coat but it's a really nice coat and uh, so today I was just okay I'm gonna use the coats and it was so nice to go out in the rain uh, with a, an umbrella and with these coats that I you stole I a coat I stole it <laughs> or someone gave it someone to me someone left it in my left. house and a I think gift. 356 days is enough time to <laughs> to take to get take ownership of it. But so, it yeah. was pouring outside, and I thought yeah. it was pretty nice. It's dark, it's pouring yeah, outside, really... and I was listening to Enya all the way, and nobody's mm. talking on the bus, and it's I, it's just nice to be in that vulnerable state before like everybody wakes up and it's like before <sighs> you start the journey in a way. Yeah, 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 like a soft start. Yeah. On the so journey. what is what is your take on this whole? topic this whole journey yes, this whole journey <laughs> for me i call it the spiritual journey well i, I call it different things but uh, in my head i like i like i feel we talk about the spiritual journey here uh are we <laughs> um everything we are. is spiritual yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything is spiritual for me it is uh, a question of whether we are embarking on the spiritual journey consciously or not because I do believe we are spiritual beings uh, having a human body, uh, but not everybody is aware that they're spiritual beings. Mm. Of course, this is my belief. Uh, I'm not saying that this is the truth, but it's uh, what I feel is true. Um, so uh, what I am very passionate about is helping people wake up to the fact that they can live more conscious lives instead of... Uh, acting through their autopilot that we do uh, very automatically um, because naturally we come into this world like open-minded, you know, like these beautiful beings just wanting to learn and then we learn all these things that you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that, you know, can't you be more like your sister? Oh, you're such a mess. And you start to create all these meanings about yourself and the world and you become what I call social conditioned. And um, then you kind of lose yourself. You don't really know who you are and what is yours and what is not yours. What is your parents' stuff? Uh, what is uh, society's stuff? So the journey for me is waking up uh, to that who you actually are coming back uh, to your authentic self and in many ways unlearn a lot of what you have learned and then discover your true essence, discover your soul power. And, uh, and that is not done in a snap. Like that's why it's a journey and it's a mm. continuous journey. So we come into this world like these authentic, beautiful being, beings loving ourselves fully, 
And then all of a sudden, we lose that. I speak a lot about self-love. Like, why is it so hard to love ourselves? I believe that the baby is born with 100% love. So that is also what we're wakening up to in this journey that, wow, you know, I need to love myself. And that is the opposite of being egoistic. It's actually just confirming what I am, which is love. Mm. I'm a divine being that is love and light. So you're actually just acknowledging who you are when you're loving yourself. Mm. Because love stems from the most essential love there is, which is self-love. I don't think you can love others if you really don't it love is, yourself. It is so interesting how it's this whole thing. But like you mentioned uh, with egoisticness, or what do you call it in English, uh, this how it in in the most extreme you, you can be blamed to be egoistic by uh, claiming to love yourself. Uh, is is uh, why do you think it is like that? Well, I think, again, we need to unlearn a lot of what we have learned because there are common beliefs like that or common cultural truths. Mm. And that's also what I um, tend to talk about uh, with my members, that uh, we are social conditioned through also many beliefs. So let's say that, you know, we're born in this tribe, in a sense, you're born in your tribe and your tribe and I'm born in my tribe. Mm. And we kind of have the same tribe also, which is Norway, uh, or Oslo, or so that's like a smaller tribe. And we're very influenced by what the tribe uh, thinks, uh, like these unwritten rules that we just think, oh, it's like that. Like whenever you you have to sweat when you exercise, otherwise you won't you know get any benefit. That's like also like a an unwritten rule. There's so many unwritten mm. rules, like Janteloven that we have yes. in Scandinavia. You're not supposed to be somebody. Keep your feet on the ground, and and there's so many of these like beliefs or unwritten rules that is running uh, around in our subconsciousness that we're not aware of. So this is what we're waking up to. Like, it, what is my truth? Is uh, self-love egoistic? Where did I hear that? Who said that? So we're very influenced by these attitudes, uh, and most of them are. Mm. We, we're not aware of them. So we're yeah. waking up to that as but, well. <laughs> but you have an quite interesting like awakening or beginning of your journey. Do you want to share some of how you came to find all of this? Right. Uh, yes. I've, I've always been interested in spirituality. It actually started with uh, the galactic for me, like gal galactic connection mm -hmm. uh, that I was very curious about, uh, UFOs and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I actually have a drawing from when I was four years old where I had like a UFO there. I don't know why that ended up there. I can't remember. <laughs> Um, but then I suppressed it a bit, but it came back to me when I was around 20 because I lost my voice. I got nodules on my voice and I was a musical theater artist and I had to turn down this big role in Little Shop of Horrors. I was playing Audrey. Uh, so I had to turn down that role and then that just crushed everything. Like I fell into a depression, which lasted a long, long time. Um, like when I think about it I get like oh because my younger mm. self she was just she didn't feel she was anybody she felt so lost and I think a lot of um, people who are very sensitive like I am and maybe you are too have a longing have a stronger longing 
to home, where, wherever home is. And then it can be very difficult to be here. Uh, so I, I, I thought on the bus that I wanted to mention that because like this morning, I again went into this vulnerable place when it was dark it was pouring outside I was very tired then I get very vulnerable very Mm. sensitive (laughs) like sounds are like oh don't speak too loud Um, and then I get that longing again but what has been my antidote to that has been to find my mission in life to find my purpose to understand that I'm here for a reason and that has been so super important for me to find that um so long story short uh i in my depression i needed to uh discover myself i needed to start respecting my own feelings and discover who i was without my singing voice start to mm. love myself and then start to listen to so what do yanke really want to do if i'm not supposed to be a yeah. musical theater because you could star. hide kind of you could kind of hide f- from your from the world by using that identity or of performance and all that. Yeah, yeah. I was I didn't know who I was at all. I was yeah. so like identified with that mm. uh person of being this uh child star because I started when I was seven mm. and I was just smiling all the time. All the time. Like I I remember I got like tired in my cheeks because I was smiling so much. Yeah. So I've been very extreme, like very like that and very like melancholic. So <laughs> I needed like to find myself or, or create myself, not find myself, but understand that I'm a powerful creator. I'm not made by someone else. Like I can create mm. my own life. So what do I want to do if I am not going to be a musical theater artist? And it was just like, yeah, what am I going to do? What is my purpose here? And then I really had to start to listen deep, deep down. And that is a cha- I think that is the journey to really listen to the subtlety within you because your soul's calling is usually not very, it doesn't come on a plate like here it is, you know. Uh, it's, it's not very loud, is it? It's, it's a quiet voice in the back. Yeah. <laughs> I think for most people it is. I mean, for some people they have, they hear a voice, you know, like mm-hmm. we hear those stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for most people, I think the voice is very subtle. It's like this whisper. And it's not uh, easy to discover it. It's something uh, you have to train yourself to listen. And I call it respect your emotions. So whatever you are feeling, like giving attention to that, observing that, where does your attention go? Like I, you know, was all over the U- all over YouTube and read all these books, self-help books. When I became aware, why do I do that? Well, I'm so interested in this. Hmm. Oh, maybe I should do something about that. Yeah. Hmm. So it's been a long process for me. It's been like, I don't know, 18 years of uh, search before I really stepped into my, I feel like my calling. Yeah. That's amazing. How did, but is it, I think when you, I think when we talked sometime earlier, you mentioned you had like a list or like a process or something like. Yes. Is that right? Or do I mix it up? No, um, no, no. Uh, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I have a membership. Mm-hmm. It's called the Wisdom from North membership. And, um, 
to make it more clear the path that there that I want to encourage them to take. Um, we I mapped out what I call the journey of empowerment um, because I wanted to. Um, I wanted the members to see, okay, where am I now and where am I going to see their progression? Because I noticed in myself that I tend to say that, oh, I feel like nothing has changed. And then everything has changed. Mm. (laughs) So I don't think we're very good at uh, giving ourselves credit for the transformation we've had or the growth we've had. And it was like my teacher, Marit Reitan, was like, you've come so far. And I was like, oh, I actually, I, I have. So that has to do with awareness as well. Uh, so I looked back at my journey and I, I um, asked myself, are there any like phases that I went through? Is there, you know, some steps here? Uh, and then I discovered that there actually was. Um, and that consisted of four steps. And I mean, we all can call it different things. And I know different spiritual teachers have their own steps, uh, but these are my faces that make sense to me. So I call it the journey of empowerment, and it starts with an awakening. So uh, f- let's say that you are, you know, in a regular job and everything seems fine, and then all of a sudden your husband leaves you, you know, and your your life just changes just like that, and you fall down into despair and you start asking all these questions and am I in the right job and you know uh, why did we marry we just you know we met too early maybe he was not the one but have I ever listened to myself actually like when something when a challenge a real big challenge comes in life which a spiritual journey often starts starts by a, a challenge something difficult happens to wake us up like our soul is knocking on the door um then you start to ask all these questions. So you wake up, in a sense, from the autopilot way of thinking, like doing the same every day, thinking the same thoughts every day. Because science tells us that we have around 50,000 to 120,000 thoughts each day, and most of them are negative and most of them are repetitive. Mm. Uh, So that is also what we're waking up from, like, whoa, what am I thinking? I'm thinking the same things all the time. So it starts with that awakening, like, who am I? Why am I here? You know, why did I end up in this job? Why did I end up in this relationship or whatever it is that you're, you know, facing? And then uh, you get very interested in finding yourself. So you're searching all over the place to find yourself. And then you move into this awareness phase where you start to become aware of yourself, like you start to observe your thoughts. You start to notice that, oh, I need to love myself. Oh, I'm not loving myself. So you're actually starting to do the work. You're starting to understand that you need to find your calling. Uh, you start to prioritize your inner world and your inner work. Um, and then you move. Of course, these phases last for, you know, it can last for, for a long time. It can be short and they kind of go, go into each other as well. And then you move more over to the transformation phase where you actually have put in so much of the inner work that you start to see a change. You start to see that, whoa, what I think on the inside is what is manifested on the outside. You start to see synchronicities. You um, you start to see the result of your work in a sense. And here you go for your dream. You are uh, certain that you you want to go for your calling. And then you move over to the empowerment phase where you actually 
living your calling, you're standing in your truth, you're not so much uh, concerned about what other people think about you. So you found your power, like empowerment. You've uh, taken the power back and you're living your calling. So, and then of course it starts again in a sense. Yeah. Because it always it expands and expands and uh, and expands. <laughs> so that's like a, a short version of that yeah. journey. It is like it's kind of uh sometimes it feels you're just going around and around and around and around and I think it's so uh necessary to pay attention to that you actually are not just going in around and around but actually going around on a new level every time. Uh Yeah, it's I not a circle; so it's a spiral. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Then again, if you're stuck, typically that's the circle action, right? Mm. Everything is very circular, mm. uh, and and I think what you say about the whole, like from from birth until this point, that's also a journey of you going out into the world, uh, growing. But it would be safe to say that you've grown in ways that were are not authentic to you. Uh, and then you have to actually make another journey. So it's like a, it's first a constructional journey where you take the world outside yourself. Like, okay, so this is me. All these labels have been put on my by world outside of myself. And then you're meeting some sort of obstacle that you just can't get past because you're so small and insignificant from all these labels that you put on yourself. And you have to actually just start over again and deconstruct and see what's really at the base, at the core of the whole thing. And uh, uh, I, I find it so it's so interesting, right? Because when you meet a, a newborn or a baby, they're just lights. They're just like there is no. Uh, I'll I'll smile to you, but not like they're very like there will be some. Uh, Uh, exclusions to that fact, I guess, but like in a sense, they're very open, and then we sort of close off and close off and close off through our initial, our first journey, which is where like the, our victim journey, because we're a victim of this earth, and we're a poor little me, and we feel not worthy, we're a fraud, and all, we take all these things into our journey, but they're not truths, and then we have to, at some point you'll get that smack in the face uh, might happen in, on a very like smooth way but I think typically it'll be bumpy and I think that's a good thing because that's often you need a bit of a like proper movement to get you out of your pattern of going in circles every day is the same day right yeah and but it's not if you can actually check in and see that you're actually heading somewhere and I think also it's kind of cool how what's so magical about us humans is that we adapt so quickly that if you make like enormous progress the next day it's just going to seem like normal and and I think remembering the, how far you've got like remembering yourself that you're actually moving forwards is important yeah, because if not so you'll important. you'll feel like you're sort of standing still but my I realize so, so much and nothing's yeah. happened and it's like a lot of things have happened it's so easy to forget that uh, yeah how far you've come like sometimes it's only in conversation with other people that can kind of remind me 
on my journey that has observed me on the, the way. And then when I get into to that kind of conversation, then I can really see, wow. And I can remember I used to live like this and it used to be that much more painful uh, as an experience. But every time you bump up, it um, takes just a few hours or days until you get the new normality in your life and then you can easily forget. So, yeah. That is very interesting. Yeah. Like, I, I think of this comfort zone that you're expanding that and all mm. of a sudden you're here and that's like, oh, that's totally natural for me to... Okay, like a simple example, not very spiritual, but like Everything very mundane. Mm. <laughs> uh, mundane. Like, okay, yeah. uh, I was so scared of doing live on Facebook. Mm. And then I... And now you're live on Facebook. <laughs> live on Facebook. But doing it on my own, like yeah. whenever somebody yeah, was just watching. Yannick, was like, ah. mm, on yeah, just Yannick on Facebook. And then I expanded that comfort zone and that was like, oh, you know, doing a live was nothing. And then it was the webinars, doing a webinar. I can't do that, you know. Then I did that. Then I was like, oh, I can do webinars. And then that becomes my new standard. And then mm. you just expand, expand, expand. And yeah. uh, like you said, it's just so interesting how we don't recognize our own growth. And for me, it was just like, I, I, I used to have so many negative thoughts. I used to it used to be so difficult just being in a day because everything was so gray and now like everything is so light uh, it's a totally different life yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah but it's yeah. often when you have to like stop and think about it and re- reflect and that's true again and comes back to like being aware yeah it does and and maybe about being here in the sense mm. that our next segment is about um Where's the, the destination? Where are we going? And I think uh, the perfect uh, start for this segment is to run the next video. <laughs> yeah, that's the perfect one. Yeah. The journey is not about getting to your destination. It's about enjoying the ride. So, if you can for a second reflect on that and think about not the goal but the journey in itself it's not the end product it's the process trust the path trust the journey all right nice Did you if, like as a young man I would typically think that the goal was the purpose, right? So uh, if I was going on vacation, the trip to the destination would be a hassle and something you had to sort of survive through to get to the good stuff. But typically, then the entire journey would be horrible because you were only waiting to get there. And when you came to the place, it just never seemed to live up to your standards. Um, and I found it so, like, there was this, I don't know, we could call it like a shift, where I uh, uh, started realizing that it's all about the process of doing the thing. It's not about the result, because mm. that, that happens naturally. 
and uh, and this goes for anything like if you at the begin when you wake up in the morning it's like oh i'm so looking forward to going to bed this evening <laughs> then that's going to be a uh, long day um and 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 it's like with the uh, i think with this talk show as well uh the realization that we can just make the damn thing and and then we're fine because then we're doing it we're learning and obviously we'll be making some mistakes along the way but if i'm going to just be focusing focusing on when the show is perfect and finished then mm. i'm just going to have years of torment because things will happen and they do happen and uh i will also miss all the good things that occur in that process um like the delayed flights is a gift and an opportunity if you allow it to be so but if it's me wanting to get to the holiday island where i'm going it's just going to be a, a nightmare i'm living in actual hell because the plane's not leaving and i want to go to this smooth place yeah the smooth <laughs> place but it's something i i realized in just when you talked about now is that often at this phase at least in my journey i go through some kind of movements where uh, I'm used to some kind of resistance because I'm struggling with something and I live in this story about needing to fix this this sort of problem in some way. And then when I finally come to the, the end of that problem uh, and, and I surrender to it and get into a new phase, sometimes I'm, I'm a bit like, oh, is it something wrong? Because there is no resistance in it. And then I still can't quite enjoy that phase yet because there is like, oh, I'm used to I'm used to measure the progress towards how much the resistance there is. Uh, and there's like this kind of weird place, which I think is just my old kind of way of measuring where I'm at. Uh basically making it about resistance more than the freedom in it or the enjoyment in it. Uh, and it happens a lot, actually, lately for me. Uh, actually, right now as well. Like Because this is the first time we have a technician, uh, Christian, yeah, helping us. And it's like, so I, and I feel completely in a different way about making the show now because there is so many factors that is taken out of the studio and we can just... Uh, can have and then, that and then I go into yeah. and then I go into the experience like oh is there something wrong because there is like can I just relax is that okay and that's so I I, I think that's just patterns of looking for trouble in a way yeah and I think also we have concepts uh, upon concepts uh, mm. and I realized that so with myself all the concepts I have about spirituality uh, but still. Um, I feel like my mind needs to have some solid points. Otherwise, uh, it gets just mm. to... Um, uh, what is the word in uh, English? Svevene. Wishy-washy. Yeah. Wishy-washy. <laughs> yeah, not uh, tangible. And I actually interviewed Matt Kahn, and he said that, you know, it's not a destination, like you guys talked about. But for the the sake of understanding, it, it can be beneficial to look at it as a journey. Uh, yes. To just have some reference points, in a sense. Mm. Uh, because we had an interview about the fifth dimension, that we're opening to the fifth dimension. And I was like, so 
how do you get there? Like, how do you get into the fifth dimension? And, I, you know, it's so limiting to say get there. There's nothing to know where to get. But still, that's how we understand things. Like, we go from yeah. A to B, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I, I yeah, I, I think we, we need to have those tools to kind of explain these things, try to explain these things with words. But we're basically talking about the unexplainable if we're going mm. to be well, a it's bit like, it's like we cannot. It's like we need to have the balance of not working against ourselves in a way. Like the, the mind is a, is a great measuring tool, like the, the logical brain or whatever you call it. And the we can calculator. Use it. Yeah, we can use it to measure <laughs> the distance from A to B, and we, and then talk about how to get there, and that's great. Uh, but if that's all there is, we we're missing out on all the good stuff. So it, it's kind of a balance between what something I really, really like liked and found really profound was uh, Jordan B. Peterson was talking about setting a goal, like f- for your life. And and it, it it was sort of like this. So you set the goal, highest possible imaginable goal, that like because then you have something to aim for. Whether you achieve it or not, that's not actually the point. It's something for you to to push towards. So, for instance, in me and Rabbi's case, we want to make we want to wake up the entire world. Uh, <laughs> So how do we do that? Okay, we're making this show. Okay, and but it's not about the end products. It's just about giving you giving you some like a a point, a reference point to which where you're going. Uh, Because in a sense, right, you're always here at the perfect place, but at the same time, we're humans and we. We're, we're growing and we're exploring and, and we actually need to set goals. But the moment you think that the goal is the is the purpose, that's, I think, when you're starting yeah. to get contracted and it's going to be really, really hard. Yeah. Because the moment things didn't go exactly as you planned, you'll see your goal slipping and and that's not what it's all about, right? It's just about finding your purpose and by actually and I, I think that's the cool thing with with this daring to think as big as you possibly can is that that is a way of tapping into your higher self because if you're being very rational you'll be like well if um, if I can have a steak for dinner at, on Saturday that's going to be great but when you're sort of letting go of all uh, like mm-hmm. mental constructed obstacles you can just be like well I want to be the greatest singer that ever sang a song ever that's what I'm going to do and you don't really know why but it just feels authentic and maybe that'll change that's also okay but it's just we need that propulsion forward but we need to always remember that the goal is not the that's not the point of the whole thing. It's yeah. just to give us a direction. A direction. It's something yeah. I, I heard uh, just a few days ago uh, um, about. Uh, there's a guy. He's called uh, John Vineland. 
and he's talking about a lot of different things towards relationship, but also towards goals. And uh, he he meant he he explained this kind of goal setting in a way where it actually helps you put structure to your fear. So it's like if you just want to dive into the unknown and drown there, that's amazing because there is this surrendering. But in order to actually not be led away from yourself, um, it's very constructural to set a goal because then you kind of set a framework for how you're going to approach your fear and go through your fear. And that really hit me in a way uh, because I have used the strategy of just surrendering to like not following things that gives me resistance uh, because uh, with the excuse of surrendering to the spiritual dimension and and all this and uh, it really just um, pointed to something in me that's okay I this is actually I can use goal setting to to grow and move on like like you talked about I think it's so interesting because I I have also tried like extremes like either mm. doing a lot of action or not doing action at all and just surrendering and what mm. I've come to is that there's something about <laughs> that you need both yeah. there's some it seems like there's a structure of the universe that is like uh there is a paradox there in a sense uh, that uh uh we feel like our minds think that well it's either surrendering or it's taking action but often both is true mm. and both goes together uh but our minds don't understand it's like the same with free will and destiny how do they go together are we creating on our own or do we have a destiny there? How can they go yeah. together? And it is this duality in life, you know. Uh, and also Alan Watts, he said something really smart. He's a smart guy. He said... Uh, <laughs> he said a lot of smart things. Yeah, he said a lot of smart things. Uh, he said that imagine you live in a 200% universe where one truth can be 100% true and one other truth can be 100% true, even though mm. they're kind of contradicting. So it yeah. is 100% true that you need to let go and mm. it's 100% true that you need to take action. Yeah. And I think it's the same with goal setting and intention that yes, you need to have an intention setting at the mm. same time you need to let go and trust the process. Yeah. And for me, I like to use the word intention because I feel like that's uh, that resonates more with me and then I feel it's not so mind mind-ish, it's more connected to my feeling like I have an intention to help people uh, mm. love themselves and then I can set goals on how to do that. So I yeah. actually make a difference of these two things and then I also say to my members, you know, I advise them to set an intention each day you know, or an intention with a walk in the forest. What is your intention? Um, because then I think the universe will conspire towards giving you what you actually want to open up to. Mm. So, yeah, it's very interesting, this balance between uh, paradoxes. And the spiritual journey has a lot to do with paradoxes. And I find that very interesting. Yeah. So I think it's about not to like get stuck in the paradox. It's like, this is a paradox. This, uh, she says this and he says that, that. You know, who should I believe in? I yeah. used to be like that. And I think uh, we can yeah. lose ourselves in like right and wrong. You can also get confused in that just within yourself, you know, like should I trust this part of me or that part of yeah. me? And, or in a, in a, also in a... Um, in a discussion with someone like like uh 
would I think the answer is that everything is true in a sense, and uh, you can't really find the answer by choosing sides. Yeah, you, yeah, you want that objective yeah. truth, huh? You yeah. want to sort of get the final answer, mm. and and I think, check it for instance, this. like okay, so you have Trump on this end, and then you have Greta on the other side, and mm. one of them's got to be a hundred percent right. It cannot be the case that both are partially right. Now, some are more connected to the ego than the other, but at mm. the same time, the moment we start, like, no, it's just it's got to be one of them, yeah, uh, because both things can be true. It can be true that we need to do something about the environment. Mm. It can also be true that we are good. Yeah. Or that we're good. But it's, it's like uh, <laughs> everyone everyone kind of agrees, at least in outside of America. I think most people agree that, okay, th- this Trump guy is some something really bad or have these ideas about him. So it's natural that, okay, we're, when we're playing on a collective level – that kind of mindset so hard, like so deep into it. We need the opposite. The goods and the bads. Uh, the goods and the bads. But but they're, but they're both presenting the same mindsets, just two opposites that makes it possible for them to to be alive. Like uh, So when we're going all in for uh, Greta, it's kind of just <clears throat> a reaction to the other part of the pendulum. And they're both, they're not actually leading anywhere as long as we're still living inside of that paradigm. Uh, they're just playing it, yeah, this internal war in yeah, the collective mindset. Yeah, it is really mindset. interesting yeah. with this duality. Yeah. Dark and light and it, the bad yeah. and good and all the yeah. fairy tales that's about it. And uh, yeah. yeah, so we're so in that mindset and Buddha was talking about that balance all the time mm. and I always think about different perspectives that we all see life from different perspectives that's why we're nothing is true or like your reality is just as valid as my yeah. reality and your points of view like yeah. we just have a 7 billion different perspectives in a sense sure. almost and 8 I, and I, I think <laughs> I think that something I realized in my life is that the, when I'm approaching uh, a phase in my life where I where I see the opposite so clear, like like I struggle with something on, in my personal life, and there is like this whole big thing going on, and this other big thing going on, and it's not working right, and everything is cha- chaotic. Then then I just tell myself like, okay, that means I'm so close to a breakthrough because I didn't see the duality in this in this reality I'm living until now. Now I see it. Like whoa, what I'm gonna do, and then. Then I just know that I'm so close to the farther away the, those uh, forces are within me, the the closer I am to like a, they're gonna collapse down, and that's that's the kind of surrendering phase. Then. Interesting. And then something new is created from that. Uh, now we need to go to the next. Uh, <laughs> or do you want to say something else? I was just gonna say, which I what, what I really liked was this idea I had, where you have this triangle, and so you have the polarities at the bottom. And the further out you stretch them, the higher your potential will be. Mm. So what we're doing right now is we're stretching reality as far as we can. And we're stretching it by a lot. And this will make our uh, potential and our leap go even higher. And higher yeah. is up. And up is sort of I like, like a, yeah. um Or you can say down if you're in Australia, I guess. Yeah, yeah, 
sorry, it's a dead sheep shot. Now you so, can get back to the program. Yes. Yeah. So we are going deep into space to visit our our dear friend Magnus in this video. What's up? Greetings from space. So I will I will talk today about how life is a roller coaster. So. This is not a new concept. You probably heard this expression before, but what I have found out is that it's not just a regular roller coaster. It's more complicated than that. Or at least it seems. So when we get thrown into this world, we got on the ride of the roller coaster. And um, apparently, we're, we're not alone on the ride either. Because... Um, there's this whole committee of backseat drivers that are trying to influence how you drive the roller coaster. Because yeah, you you you're uh, the roller coaster has a, a steering wheel for some weird reason, and a lot of buttons and control mechanisms, like five pedals. And it's not really clear what any of them do. So, uh, and, and in the back, there's the committee, you know, telling you, um, well, in, in their opinion, helpful things. Um, so they're very strong characters. There's, there's this one guy in the back who's always shouting, go faster, go faster. And right next to him is a woman screaming, slow down. And and there's this old grandpa dude who's comparing it to roller coasters back in the old days where they were flat and they ha and they were would have to drag the train. Back in my day, we need it like this. And and he's of course thinks everything you do is wrong. And uh, right next to him, there's a a really mean judge. It's kind of like sentencing you to to horrible and unjust punishments of cruel and unusual torture uh, for every simple turn of the roller coaster that you apparently are doing, but it doesn't really seem to do that much, this steering wheel. And there, there is a GPS, but it seems to be from an, a very different roller coaster, or it's very hard to read. And, uh, you know, you go up and down this roller coaster. So going up, of course, is fun, anticipation. And then you're at the top. Ooh, that's exciting. Wow. And, the, you know, the whole committee is quite happy at the top, actually. Well, except the mean old guy, you know. He wants it to be flat. And I'm pulling the... Yeah. <laughs> so, but then suddenly it starts going down. And you feel like screaming, so you scream. But then there's this, like this strict school teacher who's also kind of like emotionally unstable and a little bit neurotic and is insisting that it's, you can't scream going down. You should never express any form of fear or anguish or not really express that much at all. Um, so you go down and, and suddenly it's... Um, it seems like the roller coaster goes underground. And that can also be for quite a long time and it flattens out maybe. 
And it seems like in the darkness and, and flattening out, it's not really going anywhere. Even though it might be moving, it seems like it's going very slow, like it's stuck. So of course you push all the buttons and, and like people are handing you the map. There's the doomsday prophets that's, that's shouting like, there's a brick wall ahead. There's a brick wall ahead. And quite frankly, this guy is quite convincing, you know, he seems to know what he's doing. And uh, it can get a bit uh, stale and tough in these moments. And just when you think that, yeah, it's probably a brick wall and you're probably fucked. Then you hit it and boom, you're back in the light going up. And suddenly it's fun again. And the crowd is like, yay! Well, except the old dude is like comparing it to, to how, how he used to do it. He's never happy. And uh, probably the judge is like, you hit the brick wall wrong. And uh, are you sure you want to be going up now? The sentence for that is to rip out your toenails or something weird like that. Um, so, yeah, it can be quite confusing. Uh, and quite exhilarating also. So, when you're out into the light, and you go back down into the dark and out into the light and back down into the dark. And as you do this, you start to question the authority and, and expertise of these people riding along with you because they seem to get it wrong quite a lot. So um, you, you, you may start ignoring them and, and just enjoying the ride. And when you don't give them so much attention, you know, they might scream louder. So you might turn to them and give them some uh, kindness and, and ask them some questions. And suddenly you realize that they're all quite afraid. And at the same time, they're all really trying to help you. They're doing their best to make this a magnificent ride on the roller coaster. And as you get to know them, you start working as a team. And you realize that not only are you the guy riding the roller coaster, you are the roller coaster. Yes. Oh, we are the roller coaster. <laughs> that was a good one. I like that. Yeah, I was thinking about Ekatole uh, saying that we are. The observer and the one being observed. So we are life and uh, part of life and living life at the same time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the paradox again. <laughs> mm. So that was one thing I liked about uh, the, the roller coaster analogy, which I would uh, uh, push, push, push on, is that he's talking about all the buttons and controls. But, but the thing with the roller coaster, it's, there's, a, there's actually a path there. You don't need to push all these buttons. You can trust the path. Uh, you, but that means letting go and trusting that this roller coaster is for you. So you have to trust life. And then you'll be, yeah. be fine. Because if you're not trusting it and just listening to the people in the back, 
and you're trying to push all the buttons to see if something can happen, but it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, just the, the thing about making friends with them, I think it's so important. Like realize that one on one level, life is for you. It's not against you. It's happening for you. But also that includes befriending yourself. Uh, all this segment, all the different parts of you. Um, you have all this kind of, I would say you can even call it ancestors within you in a kind of on a lineage way of, of adopting all these kind of things from your from your uh, past in on a collective level, on a family level, on a, everything like that. And if you're fighting against that, uh, you're never going to learn anything from it. Like realizing also the the guy screaming um, screaming at you in yourself has something to tell you. It's not not just about understanding that it's not important or that you should know better. It's actually a message in everything. Also the things that doesn't seem reasonable or in any kind of fear, there is a message if you're willing to listen. I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to think that there is um, a blueprint there uh, that uh, a lot of things is actually lined up for us. I, I have a feeling that that is the case. Uh, I would like to think that at least. And that we actually have some, we decide a lot before we come down here on what we're going to learn. Uh, but there are, of course, this free will and there's these variables. And uh, uh, But I, I, I really do believe that, there, that our lives um, has a purpose from the get-go, uh, that there is a path there. Mm. Um, and yes, and when we come down to this planet, we are influenced by so many other things than just this life that all of a sudden incarnations of all this is affecting us and the planets are affecting us. So it's not a coincident, coincidence exactly when you were born, for instance. Yeah. So it is so vast. It is so... I just get in awe uh, mm. because like, I used to think that astrology, I don't get how that fits into the big picture or my picture. <laughs> <laughs> but then I like embrace that as well because I understood that, well, that is influencing me and the skills I have and the things I'm working with exactly where the planets were when I was born. That's just amazing. So everything is connected. And I, I don't know, I, I think we spoke about, or I spoke about concepts. I think it's important also to just be an open cup. Like I'm reading this book, uh, The Monk Who re uh, Sold This Ferrari by Robin Sharma. Mm -hmm. And he talks about being this open cup because otherwise if I fill this, you know, with yeah. a lot of water, it was just, there's no space. Yeah. So being open-minded and curious, like a child, like, wow, in awe of the magic of life, I think it's also yeah. a good thing. I think uh, it makes sense to me what you're saying, and also in the way that um, I used to be a very skeptical person. Uh, and um, now I also look at it like, why not just choose the most helpful uh, reality or the most the coolest reality and why do I need to make it right or wrong like okay if if uh, looking into astrology helps me that's amazing 
then I want to use it. And it doesn't matter if it's this or that or whatever. So, uh, and I also look at it like truth or awareness in a sense is expanding so that, okay, I used to not be ready for that kind of realities. Now it makes sense to me that that I chose this life um, and that's, that gives me more freedom in this life to realize that I'm not a victim of being born into my family or being born into the, my situation, being born into this life, into this time. It's not, it's, it's not just random. It's something I've chosen uh, for a purpose uh, on my expansion, on my journey. And so the journey just gets bigger and bigger in a sense, the more layers of it you can, you can see. Um, so you're you're at the yeah. theme park. Yeah. This is before you were born, and you see all these different rides. And you're like, do I want to go into the haunted mansion? Do mm -hmm. I want to go on like the merry-go-round, or do I want to go on that big-ass roller coaster over there? Oh yes. And uh, Earth you one. Vaguely, <laughs> you vaguely recall going at it once before, and it was a bit rough at times. There's something calling you back there. And it does seem to me that there is a journey laid out for you at this starting point, right? You can see sort of how the roller coaster is going. But as you come into this world, you forget this roadmap. You oh. forget that you chose this journey. <laughs> and then you need to actually trust the fact that you chose this. Yeah. Uh, because the moment you own your reality by saying this is my choice I'm here for a reason not quite sure what the reason is but I'm gonna find out because that's what I'm here for and then your life all of a sudden has the jet propulsion of, of, uh, of a uh, rocket that'll take you far into space yeah. not just some crappy old car that's maybe gonna get you to the grocery store um yeah, I would say it's, it's more it's empowering for every layer. You kind of take ownership of your own journey, uh, realizing, oh, this is me. This is my my journey. It's super empowering yeah. instead yeah. of like being in that victim state and projecting. And I think it all starts with projecting that you're waking mm. waking up to, whoa, I'm blaming everybody. I'm projecting my things on others. Yeah. But I have the power. And when we realize that, it's it's mm. huge. Yeah, it is. So we're getting close to the end, and uh, we need to conclude this journey. How, how, how would you say, <laughs> like, or, or where where we want to want to kind of land this whole topic of the journey? And you all look at me. Yes, but you're, you're sort of the guest, a <laughs> <Our> special guest. <laughs> I can go. I can go. I can go first. So I think it's important to acknowledge that this is a journey. Your life is a journey, but the purpose is not death. Uh, the purpose is your growth and your growth happens through challenging your beliefs, your concepts uh, and just be open to the adventure and at the core of it all you've got to trust the path and I want to say because you talk about, talked about how you as a kid uh, had this like feeling that there was this helper inside of you and I think we can all acknowledge that if we dare to think good about ourselves, that is us sending good things to the past because outside of this, there is no time. And 
you are actually the one helping yourself. You are your higher self in the past. So it's showing up to this. There is this. There's larger things at play, and we just need to trust that stuff. Yannick. Uh, and I also think it's about expansion. The yes. universe is expanding all the time. I think the universe gets to know itself through mm. us, so we're constantly growing, yeah, expanding into new things. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I think my conclusion will be: it's it's a choice. Ah, oh, it's a I choice. I choose life. Mm, nice. Yes. We're ready for the quotes. Yes, we're ready for the quotes. As you may be aware, every episode I will search typically the internet or ask my grandfather or uh, uh, try to find a quote that'll fit the episode perfectly. So I have a piece of paper here and I'm going to show it to you. Yannicki, uh, do you want to read it? Yeah, sure. Okay, so here we go. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make the change. Michael Jackson. Yeah, Michael Jackson actually says it really well. Now, the journey starts with you and by showing up to yourself and making that change, you'll move forward. Mm. And on that note... Yes, on that note, we say thank you for watching. So, thank you so much, Janneke, yeah. for being here. Thank Re you for inviting me. The Patreon. We need your support. It makes a difference. Yes. Makes us better, faster, stronger. All of that good stuff. Well, yeah. <sighs> the journey continues. The journey continues. And uh, now for the ending. <laughs> <laughs>
babies cry I watch them grow They'll learn much more Than I'll ever know And I think to myself I think to myself